0: Welcome to another episode of Laurel Traditions. I am your host, Staff, and this podcast is dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every time. No pen, no paper, and no prep, where my friends and I continuously tell a story by adding one piece onto another while hearing it for the first time. And I have some incredible guests with me, Nick.
1: Hi, I'm Nick, also known as Nick the Tiefling. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me pretty much anywhere around the internet at... Nick the Tiefling. I'm really excited to be a member of this incredible cast here. And uh, you can also find me on two separate uh, TTRPG streams uh, that are, that are both going on right now. The first one is let's get wild mounts. A uh, as I play Ekris, the Tiefling Paladin of Vengeance on the critical Bards Twitch channel. And the second one is as I play Novus, another Paladin oath of glory, fire Genasi, on the Fae Fiends and Friends Twitch account.
2: Hi, I'm Falcon. My pronouns are she, they. Uh, You can find me across the internet uh, at Falconia Maxima. I'm really excited to be here.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Reed. I use any and all pronouns. Um, You can find me on TikTok at dnd5e. You can also find me on uh, my TTRPG stream. We're only going to do this once. Um, We stream a different independent tabletop role-playing game every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash w o g d t o and i'm really excited to tell a cool story today
0: amazing and you know me i'm i go by she her pronouns and you can find me everywhere at a clerical error 748 and a bunch of other things but this week we have a lovely story to share with you and it went a little something like this
1: a thick fog settled over a round stone building set deep in the heart of a forest. Moss-covered trees rose towering up above, blotting out the sky as if you could see anything past the thick mist that clung to the ground. The outside was worn stone covered in moss and lichens that grew along stretching up twenty, thirty feet up the side of this large, round building. Out of the center stood a large oak tree. That grew, reaching out, creating a roof where one had existed a number of years before. Scampering through the boughs of the trees, one could hear the many little feet of forest creatures running to and fro, hiding their food for winter, looking for an afternoon snack. Who knows what these forest creatures were up to as they went about their busy days. One of them, a small squirrel, with a large bushy tail, ran along the edge of this stone wall. Leaping from branch to branch of the oak tree, it began to descend, working its way inside of this large, round stone building. It perched, staring at the inside, where a row of bookcases encompassed the entire inner circle of this building, the spines of books still sitting in their shelves, which were starting to Rot, warp, and bend underneath the moisture and the age of this forest. The squirrel looked at its surroundings, staring, trying to decide where it might find the best place for an afternoon bite to eat. The squirrel slowly began to descend, making its way around the twisting trunk, leading towards a large rock that stood at the bottom. The trees' roots branching over, growing almost like a net on top of this large boulder, piercing out of the ground. A testament to how long this library had been here, and how long it had been in disarray. The squirrel sat upon the boulder, staring around, looking from which section it should peruse first. History. Fiction. Poetry. The different sections spun around the library like time on a clock. Any of them were available, but the squirrel had to decide where it would go first.
2: The squirrel spent some time looking around the library, and in the end, it went back to the same spot that it always does. On the lower bookshelves of the inner circle, there was a collection of small books that didn't have many words. Which was good, because the squirrel's reading comprehension was negligible. But there were beautiful illustrations. And the squirrel pulled out one book that by now had very tattered pages, as it looked in it every day. And it flipped through, page after page of pictures of birds. Tropical birds. Birds of prey. Chickens. All... Beautiful creatures that the squirrel envied. Because as much as as the squirrel could go anywhere it wanted to uh, through the trees, it was bound to the paths that nature had made for it. It could zip from branch to branch with with no care in the world and leap here and there, but it always needed something to grab onto and it desperately longed for the freedom of of the skies, but all it really knew was
4: this library and this tree. It closed the book, placed it gently back on the shelf and looked up into the branches. Many of its friends were there, jumping about from place to place as they always did but the squirrel wanted so much more. As the squirrel looked into the boughs of the branches and saw all of its friends, it was bittersweet. Ugh, the sky was so close, but so far.
0: And of course, the squirrel had many great friends and they all liked the same things and went the same places, except for the library. Or at least he thinks that
4: It's called a library.
0: I don't know, wherever the books were, the squirrel thought to itself. And so the squirrel continued about its life, going to the trees, hiding its finds,
4: and coming back to the round place with all the books. And it continued like that. Same old, same old. Until one day, the most curious creature Hopped in, well, hopped was a strange way to say it, but stepped in,
0: oh the squirrel was so excited he ran to his book and flipped through all the pages to about the tenth one. He would say it's the tenth one because that's the highest he could count, but he found the picture that matched the bird
4: that came stalking in a very beautiful. Gray egret. Now, the squirrel had never seen a gray egret in person and
0: could never tell you why one would come here. But boy, was he excited. For a while, the squirrel hid behind books and gawked from
4: its little nest here and there that he had built in this beautiful place and was surprised to see that the egret. Pulled out a book of its own. Now, from this far away, the squirrel
0: couldn't see what book the bird had pulled, but he was most excited
4: to see just exactly what he had always wanted to be right in front of him. Well, the squirrel thought to itself, I definitely don't speak bird. Maybe we could still get along. And so, Mustering up all
0: of the courage he had in his furry little tail, he crawled down the bookshelf
4: and very cautiously made his way to his possible new friend.
3: Now, the egret had dreams of its own. While it could take to the sky and soar above everything as much as it wanted to, it missed the opportunity... To work hard for it. The chance to start at the roots of a tree, scoping out its path, figuring out which branches could support its weight, and scurrying up to the top. The Egrets book illustrated small woodland creatures, its favorite page was page number 12. Well, it thought it was page number 12, but that was as high as it could count. But on page number 12, there was a picture of a little brown squirrel with a bushy tail. It mused over that page for a moment, silently wishing, hoping that maybe one day he'd be able to see one in person. When a small brown furry thing caught its attention out of the corner of its eye, very slowly lifted its attention from the book, and there in front of him, like it came to life directly from the page. was a small squirrel with a bushy tail, staring back at him with the same wonder that he knew was reflected in his own eyes. The egret tried not to be scared, tried not to make any sudden movements for fear of scaring the squirrel, and the squirrel seemed to be doing the same. And very slowly, the egret turned its book around, and used its beak to point to the picture. The squirrel scurried away for a moment, and the egret was scared he had
4: messed it all up. But in a minute, the squirrel came
3: back, pulling its own book with its own picture. The egret could see itself reflected in the pages, and suddenly it knew what it had to do. It slowly walked towards the squirrel, and turned around, offering its back to the creature. The squirrel couldn't believe what was happening. This had to have been a joke, some cruel prank played by someone. But very cautiously, the squirrel scurried up on the back of the creature and grabbed on as the egret began to take flight
4: amazing
0: that was such a lovely story um now we've come to the part of the podcast where we kind of chit chat about it a little bit and uh talk what we what we liked what we we thought as we were going through it and whatnot but great job guys that was amazing i love that so much um nick did you have any kind of inspiration for this story or did you just kind of go i don't know a library and then fall from there
1: Uh, yeah, I was, uh, pretty nervous going first, uh, creating the setting of the story is, um, wasn't as, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be easy, but it was still a little more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah. All I went off was the, uh, I have a bookshelf behind me. Uh, so I was like, well, let's see. Books are going to be central to this. I like the fact of giving it like a large space. Space to happen in though. So, like, mm-hmm. let's set this in the larger setting with this as like the focal point and kind of see where we go from here. And then the rest of it just really was off the dome.
0: Good, good. I love that, especially when it's like, I don't know, I have bookshelves in my room. I love that. <laughs> it's great because that turns that bookshelf into a, like a bigger story. Um, and then after that, we had Falcon. So, did you see any of that coming or like what were your thoughts initially as you were ramping up to tell your part?
2: Um, it was a lot of like, okay, squirrel in a library. I don't necessarily think the squirrel's gonna pull out a book about, you know, sixteenth century it's women's fashion and like <laughs> start going through it and being like, Oh yes, I did like that style corset on that woman there Um kind of a thing. Um so something that uh any any squirrel I liked, I think, would definitely get is, is pictures so i knew it was like i was like okay is in a library Was is gonna go to picture books picture books Ugh. and then honestly like i think birds are really pretty and i got a notification uh that this game about bird watching is on sale
0: good <laughs> on Steam. good
1: it's such a good game
2: inspiration so. can come from anywhere um, it really can and i was like we're we're going with this this is it this is what we're doing good um, i love that
0: I love how you guys pulled from like real life things off like as soon as they happened to like and I looked at something so now that's in the story. Because that's like the whole point is I think that sometimes we overcomplicate things and we're like oh it's got to be this big crazy something or another and then it ends up being like such a fun story. Basically I love how Anything can become a beautiful story because I feel like a lot of times we make it into something like, oh, it has to be extravagant or crazy and it has to have all these just like intense, well thought out concepts, which is not wrong. It's a great thing, but also my favorite stories as a kid were like the ones my mom used to make up right on the spot and i think there's a lot of beauty and a lot of simplicity behind it as well including getting like a quick notification that a game is on sale and you're like and that's in a story now because i would have never <laughs> known that had you not told me so that's amazing yeah check out um, Wingspan;
2: fan it's really cute
0: amazing uh love love a good bird app um i loved how you essentially solved our squirrel reading problem falcon because in my brain i was like i oh, don't know the squirrel can read it's fine for me but you <laughs> i love how you made it so legitimate and you're like no i'm gonna give him a picture book and i was like that makes more sense that is more sense thank you for that um and how he was in love with birds in flight and that was so good but reed you tied it up so well where did you how did you pull that all together
3: yeah um as soon as falcon mentioned like the the squirrel wanting to fly i knew immediately it had to end with him in the air somehow right like it just seemed like such such a natural conclusion um and 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 saf when you when you brought the the bird into the library i was like wow what a perfect opportunity for these two um unlikely pals to come together and and give each other the chance to to experience what they never got the opportunity to.
2: I was really concerned when I brought up the bird wanting to fly that it was going to throw itself, like, off the tree and, like... (laughs) And like, try to like jump to a, a branch that was a little bit too far for it. And I was like, well, we didn't establish that it was a flying squirrel. I guess we could establish that later on. Um, I don't know.
4: It's like a Shakespeare. But I said that and I was
2: just like, oh, he's going to run up to the top of the tree or something and, and just be like, I can do it. Leaf. And then it's going to end. Oh, no.
0: You thought it was going to be like a Shakespeare ending where Romeo <laughs> and Juliet style and everyone's <laughs> <laughs> perished. <laughs>
2: It was I it, it oh, was no. one of those things where like it could have been tragic and I'm really happy it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it always oh, absolutely for sure. It always surprises me where people take it. Also, shout out to Reed for doing a beautiful callback uh to the counting concept. That made my heart so, so happy. I love a good callback within a story, so amazing job. Um guys, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Laurel Traditions. Thank you so much for telling this beautiful tale with me. This has been another episode of Laurel Traditions, a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every time. Thank you so much to Nick, Falcon, and Reed, and also Kes who edits every single podcast episode like a champion and created our fun little jingle. Thank you so much. We will see you next time.